It's been quite the year, hasn't it? We'll look back on the year 2023 for the Anaheim Ducks. Do we have to? And also some New Year's resolutions the Ducks should probably make on this edition of Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, or TLOPN. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez. I've been covering hockey for well over a decade. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. And thanks to all the everydayers that have stuck around, not just in 2023, but in 2022, 2021, that weird 2020 year, and even 2019, when I started doing Locked on Anaheim Ducks, it has been quite a journey. And I look forward, I especially look forward to 2024, planning to come back in a massive, massive way with this podcast now that I've got my new place here. As you can tell, you know, the suns are going down. So, ooh, look, a little a little duck. Quack, 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 quack. <laughs> anyway, speaking of quack, quack, this last year was quackers, wasn't it? Yes, that pun was intended here. So this is going to be a special weekend edition and the last podcast of 2023. We will be back in 2024, not on New Year's Day. I'll explain why in a second. But first, what was that year, folks? I mean, what happened? Well, let's start with the obvious. Dallas Eakin stuck around his coach to start 2023, a lot of people thought he was going to get fired before last season. That didn't happen. Even when the Ducks had that horrific run in the middle of last season, many people thought, okay, he's going to surely get fired now, right? <laughs> Wrong. We're going to kick it all the way back to January and some of the weird, stupid stuff that has happened over the course of that season. And I'm going to begin with way back. The bright moment I thought early in the season didn't have to do with the Ducks. I thought it had to do with the San Diego goals because there was a moment where they looked pretty good and Lukash Dostal was, you know, killing it at times last season. One other cool thing that happened in January was the mentioning of All-Stars. And you know what? Troy Terry was named an all-star in last year or in last season's game. I thought that was a pretty cool moment and definitely deserved for Troy Terry, who was probably, no, I say more than likely the best player for the Ducks last season. I thought they did a terrific job making him the focal point of the offense. I thought he did well in that role. Last season, Troy Terry... Okay, he didn't quite lead the team all season long, but he was their most important player throughout the season. Now, last season, Trevor Zegris did lead the team in goals, assists, and points when it was all said and done. Troy Terry did miss some time later on, but at the time of the All-Star game, Troy Terry was the most important player on that team. So I think a lot of props went over to his direction. Yeah. Other stuff that happened early on in the season, um, Dostal was still good. The Ducks had a rough go of it on that long, weird road trip they had. 
you know, they had that bad overtime loss at Pittsburgh where Zegris could have had a game-winning shot, opted not to shoot it, turned it over. That was bad. Uh, the two wins at the end of the road trip, Sabres, or sorry, the Coyotes and the Avalanche, that was fun. They even went on a little bit of a run between late January, early February, right around the All-Star break. They were starting to win some games. They were starting they were starting to go somewhere. And maybe Dallas Eakin's job was safe after that. That's what I thought. I thought, okay, his job's safe for another week. We'll let this go. And then the losing really started happening big time after that. After the game at Chicago, where they won in overtime, it was all downhill from there. A six-game losing streak. And then just a smattering of wins here and there, and that was it. Once it became evident that the Ducks were not going to make the playoffs, they made some moves. They made some trades again. This time... I think it may have helped them a little bit this time. I mean, they did trade away some pieces. But now the Ducks are definitely in a rebuilding mode where we know where they're going. So I think that I think it was important, but it wasn't helpful. And the Ducks went on a historic run to end the season and not historic in a good way. We're going to start this on March 17th, St. Patrick's Day. The reason I'm pointing out St. Patrick's Day, because that was the last win, sorry, the last coaching victory for Dallas Eakins in his tenure with the Anaheim Ducks. Yeah, that, that was a weird one, folks. They beat Columbus 7-4. And then lost their last 13 games in a row where they were outshot a quadrillion to maybe 20 per game. This was a run where the Ducks were allowing 40 shots on goal pretty much all the time. It was it was bad, folks. It was really bad. They lost their last 13 in a row. They wind up breaking the all-time record. For shots allowed in a game. Yes, you heard that right. They broke a record. For shots allowed. Far far be it for me to say that it was historic in a weird way. Because it was historic in a weird way. No team should allow that many shots on goal. They wound up allowing 3,207 shots. By far the most in NHL history. Because the next three teams were 30-46, 30-64, They leapfrogged that by 127 shots allowed. It was bad. I felt bad for John Gibson. I felt especially bad for Lukas Dostal when he did play. It was just this sense of dread. However, it took the Ducks 13 consecutive losses... To secure the worst record in the NHL. Now this is important because it guaranteed them a top three spot in last year's NHL draft. Fast forward from April, from the end of the season, into May, and we enter the draft lottery. And what happened there? Chicago Blackhawks. The Chicago Blackhawks 
wounds up winning the NHL draft lottery and getting the first overall pick. And with that second pick the Ducks wound up getting, they did not get Fantilli. They got Leo Carlson. Now, I wasn't all too upset when they got Leo Carlson. I know a lot of Ducks fans are still upset about that. And I I get it. I get the complaints wholeheartedly. But to say that Leo Carlson has not been good would be a disservice to Leo Carlson. Look, Carlson's been great this season. Before the injury, of course. Leo Carlson was kind of starting to get on a tear. And that's where it ends. Leo Carlson, right now, 15 points in 23 games. And the Ducks were going to bring him up a little bit lightly. But now he's out for the next month. So he will likely be out until the All-Star break. But what else can I say about this year? The draft happened. Um, rookie camp happened. That was that was pretty fun, watching rookie camp. Seeing everybody develop. Um, Ducks prospects looked really good this summer. So that's a positive. Preseason was a positive. They were winning a bunch of games this preseason. And this is where I'll get a little bit personal here. The Ducks had a preseason game at Coachella Valley. They had a preseason game at Acrisure Arena, where yours truly was the public address announcer for that game. And getting to watch Troy Terry up close. Oh, sorry, check that. Getting to watch Troy Terry tie the game with under a minute left right in front of me. And seeing the celebration for Troy Terry just a few feet away, that was that was really cool. That was a cool moment for me personally. And then Robert Haig winning the game for the Anaheim Ducks just a few seconds later. The whole barn erupted. I let it all out. That's still one of the most fun games that I've ever worked. Getting the opportunity to say Anaheim Ducks goal. You know, shout out Phil Hewlett there, by the way. Phil Hewlett, the original, the OG announcer for the Anaheim Ducks. You know, he's been there for a number of years. So nothing but respect for Phil Hewlett there. Love the guy. But still getting to do that was really cool. And I enjoyed it very, very much. So that's kind of a look back on the last 12 months. Oh yeah, and the Ducks had a bit of a streak to start this season. That was very good. Getting to see the development of a lot of young players. Getting to see the development of Tristan Luno. Getting to see the development of Pavel Mintikov. The development of Leo Carlson. The development of Jackson Lacombe. The development of Mason McTavish. All those young guys getting some quality minutes, finally getting the playing time that they deserve. And I will say this for the second to last time this calendar year. Let the kids play. All right, we're going to head into the intermission and I'll talk about some resolutions that the Ducks... Oh yeah, one more thing this year that I have to mention. Greg Cronin. That's all I got to say. Greg Cronin, new coach, Dallas Eakins era is over. Probably the most important thing that happened in 2023. <laughs> All right. I ha- See, I have a little post-it note here. I have, I have my little notes here. I have my post-it note. And on there it says, Eakins gone. Yeah. Should have mentioned that first. <laughs> now we'll head into the break. And I'll talk about some resolutions 
that the Ducks need to make for 2024. We'll get to that on the other side. Now, a brief word from Sleeper. Now, folks, it is about the halfway point in the season, Ducks fans. Regardless of where the Ducks are in the standings, which is close to last, I got to remind you that you could win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for Daily Fantasy Sports and especially hockey. Because with Sleeper, you could win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy Hockey contests. You could win 100 times also on the NBA. Maybe the Pistons will win a game. <laughs> Maybe. The NFL. College football. It's bowl season, baby. We're going bowling. But for the NHL, all you got to do is pick whether guys like Kucherov, McKinnon, McDavid will record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, plus minus. Maybe Lukas Dostal will get a number of saves. To win 100 times bet on sleeper, Predict the outcome of eight player stats correctly, and you'll win 100 times your bet. So use promo code LOCKEDONNHL, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. Yeah. We're also brought to you by... Logic's Federal Credit Union. Now, you know on the show you get a lot of in-depth analysis and hot takes, right? <laughs> well, let me give you my hottest take of the day. Well, my, my hottest take of the day is that the best lineup in the LA and surrounding area right now is the lineup of auto loans at Logic's. They start off on the first line with my favorites, the proven and dependable new and used vehicle loans. Count on these guys to give you low rates and save you big time bucks. Second line, they've got an exciting new rookie sensation, like Leo Carlson, in their electric vehicle loans with super low rates and flexible payment terms. Rounding out the bottom six, rounding out the lineup, they've got their auto refinancing loans and lease buyout loans. With these guys, you could lower your monthly payments and get on the road to owning your car faster. Look, I know it's a hot take, but seriously, no one can beat the lineup at Logix. Visit your local Logix branch right here in the LA and surrounding areas and let one of their amazing team members help you out. Or just apply online in minutes on your little laptop at logixbanking.com car. That's L-O-G-I-X banking.com forward slash car. All right. It's time to make some resolutions, folks. It is absolutely time to make some resolutions, and I have not got many for the Ducks. And I'm going to start off with the obvious one that I personally have said a number of years on this podcast. Ever since the Ducks got Trevor Zegras, and he was the MVP in the World's Juniors, and he finally came up to the Ducks, and Dallas Eakins did not do something Hence, where this came from, for those of you longtime listeners on the podcast, that's when I began to say, let the kids play. Because Trevor Zegras, if you recall back in 2021, he got benched for a number of games. Jamie Drysdale also not getting the playing time that he frankly deserved. So my number one by far New Year's resolution, play the kids. Let the kids play. 
And look, you know I'm going to say this a lot this season. I've been saying it a lot. I know the most important line has been Vetrano, McTavish, and Strom. McTavish might be the most important player on the Ducks this season. Not Troy Terry, as much as I love Troy Terry. Not the most important player for the Ducks. Trevor Zegras, um, no. Not the most important player for the Ducks. He's been out for a number of games. Cam Fowler, he has been important. Minty has been important. Terry's been important. Frank's been important. He's leading the team in goals. But right there in the team lead in points, one behind Frank Vetrano, is Mason McTavish. Partially because he's played seven less games than Frank Vetrano. But you've got to get McTavish going again and get him out there as much as possible. Get him out there on the power play as much as possible. And the Ducks even did this a little bit earlier this season. And I like that we saw a little bit of Mason McTavish on the penalty kill. That's pretty cool. Something that he was very good at on the Ontario Hockey League a couple seasons ago. He was very good on the PK. He was good on the penalty kill during the World Junior Championships. Need I remind you of that game-saving save in the gold medal game from Mason McTavish? Yeah, he's important. By the way, Mintikov, he's leading the team in assists. <gasps> what? Yeah, let me repeat that. Pavel Mintikov is leading the Ducks in assists with 16. If you're going to tell me that he's not important, you are dead wrong. And I'm not going to go over the texts or tweets again. Oh, what, like, Mintikov, like, you know, he might be, no, nothing. There will be no Minty slander on this podcast. He's done about as well as you can expect. Probably better than expected, to be honest. How about Jackson Lacombe? He's had a couple of very good defensive shifts last couple of games. Especially, did you notice the game against Vegas? He had he was the last guy back on breakaways, either a three-on-two or a two-on-one. And he would break up a cross-ice pass. Something the Ducks do need to do better this season. And that is part of my next resolution. But Lacombe has been very important in that role. So you got to get him out there. As much as possible. Jamie Drysdale's finally back. He's on the top line. So we're seeing some more minutes from Drysdale. Once Tristan Luno gets back from illness and from World's Juniors, I'm sure Luno will be back and hopefully better than ever. I so hope. I hope the, the best for him. Leo Carlson, he'll be back in a month. I expect him hopefully to get in the top six by the end of the season because I think he's very good. I think he deserves it. Z, Z is Z. Let Zegris be his own guy. Let him do his thing. And just let him keep getting lacrosse goals because sometimes that's the best play. Next resolution for the Ducks. Protect the Nets. As I mentioned, last season, the Ducks broke the record for most shots allowed in a season with over 3,200. They averaged 39 shots against per game. That is not going to cut it at all. So the Ducks need to do a better job protecting the net, get some better blocking. And this goes into the defensive portion of this, which I've written down. Um, Defend better against breakaways. 
which they are starting to do. So maybe they will continue that and try to make that a good point of their resolution. Look, it's not just been me, but it's been other people that have criticized the Ducks for allowing other teams to get on breakaways multiple times. And you know it's not good. So that's been that's been an issue for the Ducks. Um, another resolution that I have, and this goes back to last season, um, get better stuff back during the trade deadline. Look, the Ducks are going to be sellers this season. We know that. So maybe get some really good assets back if they're thinking about making some big trades during the trade deadline this season. And this is more of a personal one, but personal resolution from for me is to get more guests on the show, which is the plan. Um, Aaron Cooney from The Goals is set to come on next month, among other guests, but I'm mentioning that one first because he's going to come on. Uh, John Broadbent will be back on here talking some goals hockey, and I'll have a couple other folks coming on. We're going to talk goals hockey and have some more guests for postcasts. That's always fun. So I look forward to doing that. And I guess another personal one for me is to keep enjoying what I'm doing. I think after after the car accident and the funerals and moving and just all kinds of stuff that happened last summer, you know, it's been a bit of a grind for me. So I think my resolution is to get back to just being joyful talking about this team and looking forward to talking to you. And that's something that I'm going to really focus on is, you know, having as good a show for you guys as possible. And big resolution for me is to dress up these walls. It's kind of overwhelming. I still don't know what I'm going to put in the background. Most most shows will have either this wall or this wall in the background. But these are accent walls because I have white walls back there as well. So how I decorate this space, I still have no idea yet. There will be some duck stuff. There will be some hockey stuff. I look. I just look forward to next year. It's going to be bigger and better than ever. And of course, continuing with the Coachella Valley Firebirds. That's going to be so much fun, folks. Cannot wait. All right. That's going to do it for this podcast. That's going to do it for this year, by the way. Can you believe we're already at the end of the year? My goodness. 2023 just kind of flew by. And I want to thank you all for listening, for watching all this past year. Next year is going to be better, folks. It is going to be so much better. More shows at Acrisure Arena. That's always fun. So check us out there. In the meantime, you can follow me on the site formerly known as Twitter at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter slash X is at LO underscore Ducks. You could email me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. We will not have a show on New Year's Day. And we'll probably not have a show on the second, maybe the third either. Because as soon as I'm done recording this, I'm going to be editing. And then I am out of here. Because I will be going to the Winter Classic in Seattle. Well, yeah, it makes sense because... Technically, that's who I work for, aside from Locked On. But that is technically the organization that I'm employed by. I'm an employer of the Coachella Valley Firebirds, which is an affiliate of the Seattle Kraken. And Oakview Group is going to be out there. There's going to be a bunch of folks going out there. And I will be one of 
the many Coachella Valley Firebirds, you know, faithful going out there to Seattle to T-Mobile Park, but I still call it Safeco Field, to watch the Vegas Golden Knights and the Seattle Kraken in the 2024 Winter Classic, my first Winter Classic game that I'm ever attending, my second outdoor game, first one being Kings Ducks at Dodger Stadium. So for me to get to go to a Winter Classic, it's a thrill of a lifetime. I cannot wait, folks. So we'll see if I can get a show going, but you know, if I don't, that's why, because I'm gone in Seattle. So that's where I'm heading to. Gonna be fun, folks. All right, that's gonna do it. I am out of here. For myself and everyone else on the Locked On Podcast Network, I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, saying salutations for 2023. And, you know, for Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm J.D. Hernandez saying, ah, please be careful out there, especially New Year's Eve. Please be kind to one another and ducks fly together. Fly together.